After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about the good ones and the bad ones. And the ones where people say weird shit like this. Pennies in the couch, nickels on the floor. Who knows where you'll find even more. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Veeves. Oh, I forgot to turn on your mic. Oh, hi, Andrew. Hey, how's it going? That's good. Every time I say I'm going to forget to turn on your mic, I do it. I need to start saying I'm not. Well, anyway. Um, Hey, we have a surprise guest tonight. I was sure surprised. (laughs) That's right. When I say surprise guest, I mean... You were surprised. I was surprised. It all came together. I'll tell you why we're all surprised. First, let me tell you who it is. Um, You probably know him. If you're in Seattle and you listen to the radio, you might know him. He is one half of the Ron and Don show on Cairo Radio. And more importantly, a lover of chocolate-flavored whiskey. His name is Ron Upshaw. Welcome to After These Messages, man. Hey, thanks for having me. We've yeah. been, can I uh, take over the show for five seconds? Because Andrew Jesus, and I have been... that was fast. Yeah, well... I've been, I, if I don't do can, this... You can find me at the bar. If I don't do this, I'm going to regret, uh, and I'm going to forget about it. Andrew and I have been hanging out all day, and Andrew has been wearing a ridiculously small hat <laughs> oh, yes. that he claims is Genevieve's hat. Saying he's going to stretch the hat out. He's doing me a favor. This is what love looks like. Which is that I bought a Mariner's cap at the ballpark and I did a thing that I often also do with shoes, which is I try it on and it seems like, okay, this fits, but I really need to walk around in it for a while. And once I had the hat on for a while, I was like, oh my God, I have a splitting headache. It's too tight. And Andrew has a slightly bigger head than me. And he volunteered to wear it for me and stretch it out. And he's been doing that all day. So what I was wondering is after one day of Andrew stretching the hat on his noggin, if you swapped it right now, if you would notice the tightness difference. I've tried it, but I don't think it's it's fully seasoned yet. The reason why I believe it's going to work is this. I also have a disease where I go to the ballpark, I try on a hat... I say, this one fits me. I feel as snug as a bug in a rug. You like Maybe that's the problem. And I'm like, I love this. And then in an hour or two, I'm like, oh, crap. I bought another hat that's too small for me. This has happened to me twice now. Genevieve and I went to the ballpark. Can I proffer a theory? Mm -hmm. You put the hat on your head, and it increases the temperature of your head slightly oh my head's getting small your head expands i'm not joking yeah a, a tiny little bit i believe that to increase the tightness on the hat that's why i always go a tad bit loose and then when i wear the hat it's perfect uh, this anyway. is really good well, where were you when i bought my mariner's cap that's yeah all, uh, i do want to say though that the other two hats i have that were too small for me but now fit because of perseverance and stick to <laughs> 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 they are the same size as this hat, and those things feel good to me now. So I know eventually that's, it will get there. In my defense, that's the other reason I bought that size because I would try on Andrew's already stretched out hat, and it would say like size seven or whatever. And I was like, oh, this fits me great. His stretched out hat does fit me great. My unstretched out hat is too tight. I would like to say that you picked the finest of all the hat <laughs> options, though. Genevieve's I mean, now trying to try it on over top of her head. Well, you handed it to that's me. That's going to be a problem. Well, I, I wanted you, were... you, yeah, no, I want you to you try You have it impeccable taste on I, baseball hats. That's I like the, the hat. It's the, I have the classic dark blue 
bill, dark blue cap with the silver S with the Mariner symbol in the center. Oh my God! Are we going to talk about commercials? Or welcome not? Okay, to Cap. Ahead. Welcome to Cap. <laughs> oh talk. God, you guys want to start a podcast? I think we not just, about hats, but just about hats we own. We just capped off that topic, so oh, we can move on now. God, I will pull this show over. <laughs> um, all right. So here's why you're here today, or how you ended up being here. I've told you many times that you're welcome to be on the show. I'd love to have you on. Um, you were always nice enough to have me on your show from uh, time to time when literally nobody else will fill in. <laughs> you will yep. call me, and I appreciate that. Um, and today we were on the air. I was filling in for your partner, Don. And on the air, you admit you were nice enough to promote this podcast. And you said, I've never been on that before. <laughs> By the way, I didn't even know that I was going to be on your show today. I found out like two hours yeah, before showtime. So everything right. was just kind of a cluster today. And because I was doing your show, I didn't have time to prep this show. So Veeps and I didn't have a lot to talk about. And uh, then we're on live radio. And you're like, I've never been on your show. And I said, well, you can just come over tonight. And you said, okay. And then at that point, I couldn't say no anymore. It's so like a cascade of accidental broadcasting. <laughs> exactly. It's a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> it truly is. But I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. Um, I Because you, I mean, you've been doing radio for about how many years? Uh, golly, 1996? 1996 so 20, we started. 26 years, is that? 20, 21 years, I believe. <laughs> oh, 21. Sorry about that. But you're that. super good at math. <laughs> math. It's not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 21 years. Um, and a huge part of your job, it's always been commercial radio, and a big part of your job is reading commercials, like live. I mean, I don't know if they're called commercials or spots, but like you're a host. Hey, I'm hosting the show. You're listening because you like my personality and my take on the news. Now here's a message from, you know, a mattress Firm. Right, it's or uh, literally mattress firm. Li- <laughs> a mattress firm called mattress firm. Right. Yeah, the live endorsements are, are right, a yeah. big part of the deal. Um, so I want to talk to you about that because you're actually part, I think, of the advertising machine, for lack of a better word. But before we get into that, we are supposed to talk about TV commercials. So just let's get started. With, do you have any commercials that are out there right now? They're just like that. You just love them or you hate them? Uh, there's one that I am wanting to punch my screen every time I see it, and it is. Uh, where they take the same dialogue and have two people say it differently. And the, yeah. there's a version with a, a, a young teenager's getting a brand new Fiat. And she's like, is that my new, is that my car? And then it flashes and there's a guy whose wheels have been stolen on this, his car's on cement blocks, which of course happens all the time. Right. And he goes, is <laughs> that my car? Because it's 1984. Yeah. So it goes back and forth between its intercut. And then there's another version with a uh, two women and she's buying a couch on her credit card. And then it cuts, it intercuts with two thieves who are evidently going to steal a couch. Her couch. They're in her In the middle apartment. of the night. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever had your house broken into, but they take everything but the couch. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know how they're going to transport this couch <laughs> down right. the stairs of this apartment right. building. They have a hole. They're like, that's one corner of the burglary market nobody <laughs> has really tapped into. We're going to be the couch Because you know what people love is having used couches. Yeah. Right. Couches that fell off the back of a truck. What about that TV? It's nah, nah, nah. Super inconspicuous to be moving a couch at <laughs> two in the morning. 
morning <laughs> when you back up the truck. So when that commercial comes on, I can uh, it it literally makes me angry. So both of those are for Nationwide, um, and they are not on my side with these commercials. <laughs> You're not on their side, <laughs> and I think you mentioned this, but the dialogue is exact. So we Correct. see this juxtaposition of somebody being very happy and saying a phrase when she's getting a car for her birthday, and then some. Have we talked about these on the show? Well, we these? have, and I'll say just um, spoiler alert. I do think I think we've talked about at least the one with the car. I like. I think this is an interesting concept. I agree with you, Ron. I think the couch one doesn't work. I think they picked the wrong item. Like, it would have worked a lot better if it had been, like, a new stereo or something more portable. Yeah, I, I even like the idea of people having stereos these days. Yeah, a stereo. You know, a five-disc changer sure. or something <laughs> like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, Maybe a piece of jewelry. <laughs> something of value. Yeah, yeah something, something that's more, more portable. I like the car one for the simple reason that there is a line that the father delivers in one version and then this sort of like random storekeeper delivers in the other in the bad in the bad world, the bad timeline. <laughs> the underworld. Um, where she says, Is this my car? And the dad says, uh, he says, Believe it, sweetheart, or you bet it is, sweetheart. And then this <laughs> the store owner who's just watching this unfold, watching this like freaked out businessman freak out about his car goes Oh, you believe believe it, Here, let's sweetheart. Take, let's take a listen to this. So the commercial is officially called Jacked Up. Uh, and Oh, it's State Farm. I said Nationwide. Oh, we're sorry, sorry. Nationwide. You're, Nation- we're back on our side. <laughs> You're back on our side. Are you back? Is this my car? State Farm knows that for every one of what? those moments... This is ridiculous! There's one of these. Is this my car? What? This is ridiculous. This can't be happening! This can't be happening. Oh, it's happening, sweetheart. Oh, it's happening, sweetheart. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! Ah! <laughs> That's why State Farm is there. Wow. I love that commercial, right? Oh, it's you happening, it? sweetheart. I love it. When the shop owner says, oh, it's happening, there's so much shot. Like, why is that shopkeeper such yeah, an asshole? He's I don't just, know, he just, but I love He's it. just enjoying but the fuck out of this I would guy's, watch his show. the worst day of this guy's life. The stereotypical angry, like... He does the little voice inflection like it's from a cartoon or something. I, uh, I just, you know what the other thing it might be is, um, and I'm going to reveal something about myself, but maybe I shouldn't. I when I can't sleep at night, I go onto the. I don't know if you've heard of this new thing called YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the internet, and I watch. It's I think it's related. It's an it's a an adjunct to that. You know the unwrapping ones and the people that do the. The sound of ASMR. 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 Where I will watch like woodworking videos or people making stuff. Is it in the ASMR style? Um, It's not like people whisper. There's a guy I'm watching right now that is French Canadian and he builds guitars and he has this really French Canadian voice. And so I I watch those to help me relax and like quiet my mind. And that spot plays on virtually every pre roll. Of YouTube. So I've seen that, like, the five-cent countdown can't happen fast enough. So it might just be that my exposure to that spot, for yeah. whatever reason, is like eight million copies of I, it. I think the pre-rolls are, we've talked about this before, I think the pre-roll is a problem that advertisers are going to have to solve. And some of them are doing interesting work. Geico is at the forefront of that. But uh, pre-rolls or Hulu or whoever's doing these ads where you see the same ad over and over again, it will take an ad that you're basically neutral on or even one that you like at the start 
and make you want to murder every actor in it and the whoever put it on television. Yeah, because when end. you guys defend it, it's it's clear that is clever and like if you watch it one time, but that's about the eight millionth yeah. viewing I've had of that, and so I'll, I'm like, I just want to get to the soothing voice guy building something. So what's that his, I, I want to hear asleep. this. What's his name? Do you know? Oh, I would have to look it up. Okay. The irony, I, I do have one. The irony, that, by the way, is that you've seen it 8 million times. None of us remembered the actual Yeah, product. we thought it was nationwide. Right, exactly. There is a guy named uh, Frank Howarth. H A. He's out in Oregon who does wood turning. Frank H-O-W-A-R-T-H. Howarth like Workshop? Yeah. Does it, he have a soothing... Does he have a, a, soothing? a soothing... Yeah, if you pick him like... Um, I don't know if, if this is the right guy. Each time we got a bid to fix yeah, this is the structure, him. it got more detailed and the contractor knew more about the problem and the, the bid kept going up. It got to a point where it was cheaper to just tear it down. And I could sort of see that being right. like... The roof ended up being turned out to be rotten and there had been a fire in the back. So it's really it's just boring. boring. Yeah. And it's just a guy building stuff. And so if it's like 1130 at night and my mind won't turn off, mm-hmm. I just dial up a video like this and it helps Do you me. watch it or just listen to no, it? I watch it. And uh. he does. The other one, too, is he'll do wood turning. So mm. he's talking about like turning a bowl and the, the, the spinning motion helps me to yeah. my mind to quiet down. So I, I don't know if other people do that, but uh, I do it with uh, books on tape. I don't know. Again, I'm this is a fun show. It doesn't always have to be about <laughs> yeah, listener. It's a fun <laughs> sometimes, show. Sometimes we just like to catch up with our buds. So uh, anyway, I've just seen that yeah, commercial no, a million to, times. I, I, lo- I will find free books on tape on YouTube and listen to them. I don't know if you noticed these, but the last couple of nights I went to bed listening to a book on tape. I've been listening to animal farm and it, I listen to like what would be the equivalent of a page of it and I'm asleep mm-hmm. and then uh, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't fall back asleep I just go back to Animal Farm and then there's one TV commercial that I found I was actually surprised mm-hmm. that I was a little uh, I kind of got a little choked up and it's this Volkswagen ad where they're taking Grandpa's ashes across the cross-country mm-hmm. trip because they're trying to accentuate that it the, the holds seven people. Yeah, yes. we've talked about that, I right? I found had it a, to be charming. We had another listener You'd send liked that it. in. I and, did like it. And she also said it really made her feel the feels. And we agree. I think um, Subaru, is the, as I've said many times uh, on this show, Subaru is the gold standard for the emotional car commercial. But Volkswagen definitely tries to be in that space as well. And I think they do it... Sometimes more efficient, effectively, and sometimes less. But I think this one, they play uh, the Simon and Garfunkel song "America," right. which of course is very melancholy and beautiful. And it's a it's celebration of shot. America sad, because they're driving the ashes. And so I think it's an immigrant story too, because isn't the 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 grandfather and the grandmother? I think are are immigrants. Oh, may, maybe. Has, I think I want to say she has like he an Irish He always wanted accent. to see America, and he couldn't. And oh, right. Yeah. No, we don't have to play it again because I think it's mostly uh, music. But, we'll but I, I found it page. touching to to accomplish that in a relatively short amount of time. I thought that was yeah. pretty successful for me. So that's maybe I'm that, sappy. I like that we call them cheese and G's on this show. There's like <laughs> cheers and jeers, only sure. less. That's uh, totally cheesy. Yeah. No. That's no. 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 Not cheesy. A chee is a cheer. A oh. G is a jeer. Okay. So you gave us both an up and a down, a chee and a G. Yeah. So I was. Love surprised by my reaction to it because I was like, I see where this is going, like the second it starts, and but it was done in a way where maybe it just hit me on a day where I was like, oh, that's that's kind of nice. I like that. No, I, I think it's very effective and it's very emotional, and um, it touches it. It wraps a lot of emotional touch points into a compelling story that it's done really well. It's produced really well. Car commercials um, are a, are a category. I think that. I mean, so much, it's such a big purchase that they have a huge marketing budget 
and they can really do interesting mm-hmm. work. And they can spend years and years developing the idea of a brand. Right. And, and really, like, when you think of Volkswagen, you think of something. Nazis, hopefully. <laughs> exactly. Andrew's been banging this drum. We drive a Volkswagen. We now bought a, we bought a, a, we I bought a said new I Volkswagen. I always I own a Volkswagen because, I mean, they were literally... Oh, the people's the, car. Yeah. Well, anyway. Hey, Vave, since we're kind of just doing a grab bag, before we get into um, Ron's personal Yeah, I know. You want to talk about your girlfriend. I want to talk about my girlfriend a little bit. We've been talking about getting this commercial on the show one way or another. We keep forgetting. So now seems like as good of a time as any, right? Yeah. It's, it was, a, it was a, a miss on my part because this is an ad I don't care for for a product that I do care for, which is Alaska Airlines. Now, I'd like to know if Ron has ever seen this before because I'm going to play it first and then we can all talk about it. This is creating a rift in our household. Is this with the chief football officer? No, this is not. Okay. This is, more, this is less for Alaska Airlines and it's more for Alaska Airlines credit card where you can okay. earn miles. And... A, a product of which I'm also a yeah. fan and user. Yeah, long time. I mean, you're collecting miles like, um, yes. yeah, like I collect Game Boys from the audience. Um, uh, and so this is a commercial that takes place. It's so clearly aimed at a Seattle audience, right? It takes place, a single shot coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, you they have, have those at Seattle? Yeah, and you have a barista and a young woman, attractive woman, kind of big like nerd she's got like a glasses. new girl quality oh, to her spot. yeah she's like real real cute this but is the one where she asks you to take her with yes. you on the companion and she'll trip. explain it all and she's looking directly at the camera mm-hmm. and she's a little bit over the top i think the kids might say she's a little bit extra right. in this um and uh <laughs> right? i think that's the perfect, so cool, you guys. That's the perfect use of that term i'm still trying it out i'm just I, trying to stay woke i looked, all right? that's all I'm I just trying looked to it do. up earlier and it, uh, no, I think you're right. I think she's a little extra. Yeah. Um, so I'm a big part of this is her facial expressions while she's talking directly into the camera and uh, some of her affectations. But let's all watch this together and uh, and, and discuss it afterwards. With the Alaska Airlines Visa Signature Card, you get a companion ticket every year. So why not take someone that you see all the time? Someone like, well, I don't know, <laughs> me. I mean, I always spell your name right and put a little unicorn in your phone. No pressure, but I really need to get out of here. They've been playing the same playlist for three months, and I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to eat scones for dinner this many days in a row. Mexico, Hawaii, Costa Rica, I don't really know. (laughs) I'm a quick packer. And then in the very background, they show the you buy one ticket, get one free, and in the background, she kind of takes off her glasses. She is immensely flirty with this. I can't think of another commercial where somebody directly flirts with the camera that much. And... I understand why this might irk some people, maybe even some people close to me. And I can't tell if you I'm like a, it, though. I can't tell if I'm a patsy because it totally works on me. And maybe I just have a crush on this girl and I know I shouldn't. She's but kind of the poor man's Zoe Deschanel. That's, that's what, what you saying. were saying. New girl. New girl. Yeah. yeah. A little. I don't even think the poor man's, though. I think the, the new man's. I mean, Zoe Deschanel. That's so 2007, <laughs> man. So would you let's like play this fantasy role game out here? Well, no. If yeah, had, believe me. By the way, it's not he my has. <laughs> if you oh, had, okay. if oh, you had, do you a want to cute, see my sketches? A cuparista that said, "If you were like, oh man, I just got a free ticket from Alaska," and they were like, "Oh, I would, let, let's go on a trip." No. Would you? No, of course not. Even not if even I was for a, a second, even if I was a single man, even if I was a single man, and that attractive girl was coming onto me that strongly, I'd think number one. I'm not attractive. Like something's going on here. You're 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 after something more than just my companionship and my free extra ticket. Um, and no, I wouldn't react well to this, this in the real world. <laughs> yes, and I also wouldn't. I've only got two. I mean, everybody to knows share. that. 
Um, I don't find it realistic. And Vs, I don't want to steal your theme, but I think there's or your steam. But I do think that this also kind of sends intellectually a wrong message that like this encourages men to assume that like these women who are serving them coffee are but you all like interested. It. That's what do you my like big, about it? That's my biggest problem with it. My brain doesn't, but my heart does. <laughs> it's not your heart, Andrew. <laughs> oh, wait, that's what your I heart call. doesn't make a boing sound. <laughs> um, I I find it uh, really. I find it. I find it like uh, obviously, it's manipulations is obvious to me, which is never a quality that I like in commercials. But my biggest response to it, my visceral first gut reaction to it was, I bet all of the female baristas in Seattle see this and like grind their teeth because they probably have an experience a hundred times a day, like a cute young woman like that who's who's serving coffee in Seattle must have to fend off like overly entitled, overly, uh, you know, intrusive male customers on the regular. And I think that, this, I mean, I know this sounds like I'm creating creating a world that maybe doesn't exist, but I really think that's a real issue for young women. Mm-hmm. And I think that this feeds a fantasy that is, Purely a fantasy. Well, I, I completely the, agree with that. The other thing, too, like to overstate the obvious, is my reaction to her would be, go on a trip. Like we're talking about Alaska Airlines, you can fly to most of those destinations you just said for under five hundred dollars. Well, I do think they really emphasize how poor she is in this. I mean, she's eating scones for dinner too many nights yeah. in a row. She's working but still, in still like know, get, get the, I'm just you're saying. talking like a man who's been in radio for a long time. Just, <laughs> and what 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 do no, you say, Ron and Nacho? One of the most listened to shows at that hour. So like to, you're <laughs> top of your game. To Genevieve's point, like she shouldn't be beholden to a customer. To take, if she needs to take a trip, I think most people, if you're working in that coffee shop, if you really needed to take a trip, you could do a couple extra shifts. Uh, you could find a way to, to scrounge up a ticket. Well, intellectually, I don't think that you guys, that I necessarily disagree with you guys. You're a dirty I old will man, say this, Andrew but it, Walsh. It's, it, and by the way, it's not, it's, as you put it, Vives, it's not just the, that. Sorry, I have the sound effect. I'm going to use it. Um, I think I also find her funny, too. I actually find her performance funny. I could see how you wouldn't, but there's a bit of a, a flow aspect of this as well. I have a weird kind of crush on flow in the progressive ads. Like, she's clearly over the top, and she's kind of like, doing this voice, and then she's going down here. And uh, I could definitely understand why you would find that somewhat annoying as a viewer, but I find it kind of funny. Yeah, I think I think that some, that just comes down to a taste thing and not mm-hmm. some sort of... I mean, I, I, I can't stand on a totally on a principle. It also just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But of course, she's not talking to me. She's talking to you. She's talking to Ron. She's talking to Joe and Harry and John and James. Do you, do you and, think it's exclusively male? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm just... I'm wondering. No, yes, I, mean, I do. Um, I, and I agree with you that that is probably an issue that a lot of baristas work with. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I have this friend and, and this is actually kind of the other side of it. She would go into this coffee shop like every day and she had, there was this, uh, you know, a barista there that was kind of cute. And one day, um, they were chatting like they usually do. And he said to her, he said, you know what? I don't even think I know your name. Oh my gosh. Andrew's telling a story about me, <laughs> which is 
very unkind of him, but I will finish it. I had a coffee. There was a coffee shop that I loved at a in here in Seattle at our old uh, where we used to live in Capitol Hill, and it was like my place. You know, everyone has their special like their happy place. This is where I would go on my days off. I would have breakfast there, and there was a really cute barista. Um, you know much younger than me and uh, and yeah that happened I, I went in you know after being there many many times and he said, <laughs> looked me right in the eye and said I don't think I even know your name and I I mean I must have turned bright red I blushed and I was like oh, it's Genevieve and then he just like writes it on the coffee cup <laughs> <laughs> I love that story wow so you've been much. holding that one in, in the archive for a while Andrew well I'm getting all sorts of uh, dirt here I feel, and our I'll time just, our time I'll just off. be over here in the crone corner excuse me um I um I also he probably didn't like girls anyway right no I, I actually think he did uh, I think uh, I knew someone who knew someone who would uh, uh, I think he was straight um, anyway, uh, okay, so I'm glad we were able to talk about that. I bet you that will be one. And for the record, weigh in on the Facebook page. We'll post it. I'd love to hear people's thoughts on this. But also, when you're telling me what a creeper I am or whatever, just be somewhat kind about it. Like, intellectually, <laughs> like, I understand. Let all me be of clear. I, I, I am giving valid. Andrew a hard time that it, it is purely in jest. Um, so, Ron, so I... God, I hope this goes somewhere because I don't know what your answer to this question is. We were talking about those live reads, and we've talked about on the show before. We actually had Libby on the show. We had some uh, fake live reads that we had her do, and that's when, again, you're on the radio, you're doing your show, and then you take a break, but then your voice comes back. The host of the show comes back, and they're going to sell you something. What are they live 50% of the time, pre-taped? Um I don't know what the percentage breakdown is. But some, a big some, chunk you're doing live, right? Yeah, some people want uh, the live ones every day, so you can sort of maybe segue out of what you were talking about. Into yeah, them. like today it was interesting. You're like, hey, just like we heard in that last story, people are eating too much sugar these days, and then you went right. into it. Yeah, and then uh, and then other people want it sort of live to tape. It just depends yeah. on how they how they sell it. Um, and it's usually we, the funny thing on that is it's usually how much control a client wants. So if they're if, a, if it's a client that has mm-hmm. a bunch of lawyers that want to look over everything, mm-hmm. then they approve every ad. So they want you to sound live, but then you send it to them and they micromanage everything and send it back and you have to massage the language. People that are a little more loosey goosey uh, and don't, you know, aren't super exact will let you do it yeah. more live, live. That's something that Luke and I deal with on TBTL a lot, um, or maybe not a lot, but it, it, we are finding that the clients who just l- trust us to connect with our audience and use inside jokes and just kind of be be ourselves and not locked down to this very you guys specific sell jokes language. Now. What's that? <laughs> yeah, we, we, I think you said awesome. we sell jokes now. I was like, <laughs> I wish. Um, but then there are the ones who are just like, you need to get this in there. You need to get the mission statement in there. You need to get this, 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 and this. And it's like, there's no way I can make all of that flow and still, and those tend to be less successful. But this is not about me. Um, as we said before, you've been doing this for like 37 years now. Um, <laughs> Have you ever Andrew Walsh here? I would love to know if you've (laughs) ever done any that really made you uncomfortable or that you had to like decline or anything. I turned down a gun show, uh, once where I didn't, and obviously, they you're getting paid, uh, yeah, you as the I would be getting paid. So, there's a talent they call it a talent fee. There was a talent fee attached to this, and a salesperson was like, Oh, yeah, it's just big gun show. This was in Dallas coming to town. 
you know, it's going to be X amount of time. It's it was a, a a good chunk of money. I bet it was. You could buy a Scion with this money, uh, and <laughs> a I, new or a used one. A used one. Let's not get crazy here. Could you buy a Yaris with it? <laughs> That's the question. What <laughs> year? Uh, and I was like, ah, and he showed me the copy, and it was a gun show, and I'm not a gun person. I've, I've never owned a gun. I've shot some guns before or whatever, but I'm not a gun owner. And it was just like, I don't know. He's like, okay, do you need more money? And I was like, it's not about the money. It's just like, I don't know if I want to put my voice and my reputation behind a gun show. And I was like, I, I just, I can't do it. So I turned it down. I didn't do that client at all. Declined the money. And I mean, this is not to say, oh, I'm turning down money, but it's just, yeah, I, I didn't want to do that particular ad. That's interesting. Yeah. I got to say, that's not even a black and white one for me. Because while I'm way for more gun control, I'm not necessarily against people legally owning some guns, yeah. you know? Um, and so it's not a black and white thing for me. I'm surprised that you said that, especially since that was in your Texas days. It was in Texas, yeah. And so you must have, like, I, was, I, I always kind of assumed I just felt that. uncomfortable with. It's different from having someone play an, an ad for the gun show on your show, right. which is one thing. Right, I don't have any control over that. When you, when you, Ron Upshaw, have to are, are saying something, the I mean, we all we've all heard radios like broadcasters do spots, and it always is done in the context of I'm a personal believer in this thing, and I think we always wonder like, are, how much of this are you really? Are you really using these products or services? Are you questioning my me undies ad? <laughs> uh, I'd be curious to know how you're framing that. I fold your undies. <laughs> the um, most successful ones, and, and virtually everything I do now, and now I'm at a point in my career where I do do every single one that I endorse. I do, and people sometimes ask me about that. It's like, oh, you you actually. Did this thing? It's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm going to go on the air and talk about it, like, I've actually interacted with that company. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you and Luke would do that a lot with like Chateau Saint Michel. Like, you did a oh, show out there. Yeah. You would, oh, yeah. You know, you were using and drinking the wine, all that stuff. So it's like, yeah, I'm not going to do something now. Like, early in your career or in my career, there were times where it's like you were just needed to. Like, That's what pay I was going to ask rent. you. Yeah. And like, so it must have been would... easier. So, in Dallas, you've moved around a lot um, and you started pretty young. So, I'll, I'll give you an example. Dallas, were you of one... pretty far into your career when you turned that down? Um, yeah. Maybe, you had some clout? Wait, I mean, that's market number five. So, it was a big, we were yeah. around for a while. I remember one uh, that now looking back on it, I'm I'm ashamed to admit this. It was a a, a um, herbal version of a boner pill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I've back when that was a thing, station, yeah. And so they sent I sent me the product. Like, hey, try it out, and I tried them. Like it didn't it didn't seem to work. It seemed like it was a <laughs> this it, is super personal. It, it was a clear <laughs> capsule that just looked like there was oregano in there or something like, i don't yeah. know what was in there and it was it wasn't but i did the spots yeah and i took their money and i tried to sell some product but it wasn't um i didn't believe in it and yeah it was sort of like i kind of need this money to pay for my rent and you were so young then that you wouldn't even know if it was Correct. Right. <laughs> I, I was a young man once i mean i, I, I know like you need a pill to get rid of boners <laughs> 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 like why is anybody selling Let's that? Let's invent that. <laughs> Andrew and Ron's anti-boner pill. 
We'll be, we'll be multi-thousandaires. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I mentioned that we had our friend Libby Dankman on the show. Yeah, I think I mentioned that at the top. Libby used to, uh, she's a friend of yours as well. She used, she used to, to be work, our producer. Used to be your colleague there on uh, the Ron and Don show for uh, several, she's for many years, right? She's a fantastic human being. She really is. We had her do some live reads, these types of radio live reads, mm-hmm. for three specific products that Veeves picked out. Yes. One was for... That I lovingly selected. One was for some sort of body sculpting thing, right? Yes, there's a product called Cool sculpting where they like freeze your fat off allegedly mm-hmm. okay um and so and so ron what i've given you is a sheet that has sort of the if i was if i was a school cool sculpting uh A-E. clinic right and i want to and i wanted you to do this ad these are the talking points that i want you to hit but i am a tr- i i trust you i know that you are uh, a highly rated uh, oh, drive time talk show, and I just want you to like have fun with it, man. So okay. we're gonna have you do the same exact three products. We gave you the same talking points we gave Libby, and this was like a year and a half ago with Libby. Yeah, she didn't take didn't take us long to get her PDF. on the show. I'm, I'm um, pulling up my we've phone. We sent you the, and I need to find um, the music. I forgot that we had given her some music for this, and I think I have this right here. And oh, we're gonna have you do the same this. exact copy, and then we're gonna compare the two. So we're going to have you go first, and then we'll play uh, Libby's. So the, we're pretending like I would su- actually do this in real life, and it would be something that I endorsed and, and, yeah. and did. Yeah. Have I done the cool sculpting it's in up, this version? It's up or to you. Like, yeah, I mean, about listen, yeah. I mean, you have the copy points. You're, you're okay. um, I so want just, you to just roll with it. it. Just sell, yeah. sell, us cool, sell me on cool sculpting. So I'm going right. to give you a little music bed here. Same it's, one we gave Libby. It's a totally right. level playing field. Uh, if anything, I say she broke down some new ground, and I think we surprised her with the copy. Am I trying to be funny so, or like do it legit? Like I would sell actually us, do Ron. It. Sell me cool sculpting. So, what part of I got, sell me cool got, sculpting don't you Ron, understand? Ron, this is a true story. I have love handles. Is this a solution for me? Oh, it doesn't talk anything about love handles in this, but we'll. Check, I'm giving try you a 90 second bed. Take as much time within that that you want. You don't have to go the full 90. Okay. Um, and uh, here comes the music. Wow, that is. Okay. Can we take it from the top again? Wow, I'm surprised by the energy of the, of the music. Some, uh, this is, that was a little more energetic than I was anticipating. Going to have to remember that. Okay, here we go. Hey, it's Ron here for Cool Sculpting. Let me tell you, like when you get older into middle age, there's some stuff that starts to happen. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe your chin, you got the your double chin has a double chin. And you're just like, what can I do about this? Uh, maybe it's around the love handles. Maybe it's the back of your arms. You're like, ah, I don't want to be that person <laughs> going into my 50s, 60s, and 70s. Let me tell you about cool sculpting, okay? If you want a procedure and don't want to actually go under the knife, this is for you. It's an FDA cleared alternative to liposuction. And basically what it does is it's a fat freezing technology that helps you sculpt your body into a more younger look, all right? Now, this may not be for everybody, but if it's for you and it's piquing your interest, you need to check it out. And and here's what I want you to do. Just go in for an absolutely free consultation. No (laughs) questions asked. Uh, They're going to talk about the areas that you're concerned about. This is about you feeling better about yourself. When you look in the mirror, this is about you. So go in, just meet with them, get your questions answered. And if you think it's going to be the right solution for you, I'm just telling you, cool sculpting is a great alternative. I'm actually going to get it now. That's how, that's how good that was. Cool sculpting owes us money now. I actually, should we play Libby's? It's kind of, I know. Like, you do this for a living. I Libby know. didn't. So now All right, I now I want to hear bit. Libby's. 
Okay, let's listen to... This was about a year and a half ago, Libby Dankman. And just for the record, she's a little newer at this part of the job. You've all been to your 10-year high school reunion where you walk in the door and everyone goes, Who is that? Roseanne Barr? We can't tell. No, it's me, unfortunately. All of us need a little help once in a while. And when it comes to your love handles or it comes to your chin waddle... Uh, You don't want to walk through that high school door and have the former quarterback uh, question whether or not you were really the homecoming queen. So this is an FDA, everybody, FDA cleared alternative to liposuction. Uh, No scalpels, no vacuums. It uses cryolipolysis, fat freezing technology Mm, to safely and effectively kill unwanted fat cells. One of the most popular alternatives, again, to liposuction. Individual results may vary. Uh, 12-week program. We've got 10 installment payments. And you can buy this on Layaway, I think. You can buy cool sculpting on Layaway. So, uh, yeah, have a successful high school reunion. Cool sculpting, everybody. Do I give oh. a number? Do, I, do we need to Yeah, give we a need a call to action, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a call to action. You really, um, you really, uh, you really had a call to action. What was your call to action? Do you remember? Going for, go in for a free consultation. Oh, a free, free consultation, consultation right? Yeah. Oh, People like man, free stuff. Really no good, obligation. Yeah. No promo code, though. <laughs> the, the secret to those things is is being natural, like you would be telling a friend. Yeah. Yeah, and that, it's actually harder than it seems. Oh, I know. Ron, I'm telling you, it, I know. I, it is astounding to listen to you. We, it's it, we were totally doing it as a gag, and we were just we were like we 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 set you up with a kind of a silly product, although it is a real product. Um, and it really is astounding to hear like hear you go to work. Basically, <laughs> I love it. I'm 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 not being sarcastic at all. Well, I think thank it's you. Fantastic. All right, I don't know if I'm going to play all of uh, go back and play all of Libby's because we're just going to be like doing commercial. Well, I know it's a commercial podcast, but still, it's a lot of free advertising for these products. So, um, Rod, I'm just going to put this one back on I think, you. Actually, I think cool sculpting is the only one that. Would it will potentially actually benefit from this work? I don't think truck nuts is <laughs> really get a lot of extra. So sales. you came up with these. You nuts. made these uh, point. You made these copy points from just perusing these products websites. I just like try to come up with right. kind of like funny product categories that would be funny to hear our friends do. Well, this was a real event. This next one was a real event that oh, was happening in Los friends. Angeles. Uh, Ron, this is for Asian model Palooza. All right, give me one second to look at the PDF. <laughs> um, Just check out those copy points. Yeah, I think it was like a sort of a a cast, like a down market casting call for young Asian women to try to get like low, you know, low end modeling jobs. Okay, here's here's how I would do this one. <laughs> I just wanted to play that sound effect because I think... So you can't play the sound effect and um, and on, read off your phone. What if I found that over here? Hold on, I'm going to do this. Okay. It's Asian Model Palooza. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to even uh, talk about this with any sort of seriousness. I know. Well, if I, I mean, was on like a, uh, uh, like a CHR station, Contemporary Hits Radio, uh, <laughs> we would say we could probably do something like this. Um, here's the thing that's not on here that I would need if I was actually meeting with this client mm-hmm. and they were going to pay me a lot of money to do this because I would need a lot of money. I would say there's no, uh, is there a prize pool? Is there, yeah. what, what, the copy points that they had, and here's the, the stuff that I actually do with clients. So yeah. if, if, a, if a, so a salesperson gave me this, 
It would have to be a lot of money for me to do this spot because it's embarrassing. I would be like, okay, your copy is is okay, but there's no incentive to get people to do this. So, so can we fill in the blanks here? Can you just yeah? Come if up if with I would, if you were the Asian model Palooza person, I'd be like, mm-hmm. is there is this Maybe a con? <laughs> is this a contest? Um, what is the what is the uh, yeah? They're, they're trying to get people to. Uh, you know, it's been over a year now. I I think it was a essentially a a sort of a a, a modeling a, contest. A modeling contest, or I don't know if it was like one single contest, but it was sort of like a way of getting people to you know they, like those those services where you you pay money. Whoa! Do not do that. <laughs> do not Google Asian. Did model you see Palooza. what was up there? No, what was it? It was very dirty. Oh god! Yeah, you need to get those filters Did you see on that? moderate. I mean, Andrew. it's it's probably just. Uh, I've never seen a, internet a thin porn. veil over like porn casting calls. Yeah, that is. I honestly thought there was. I didn't think it was going to be because I was just on their website for a second, and I was even thinking I had a meeting, Genevieve, uh, like a consultation thing with your boss <laughs> at the university uh, last. And week. it was like that. And I took this computer in and I plugged it in because I wanted to show them some oh boy. visuals. And I plugged in to visuals. you know the, the big yeah the big projector <laughs> projector and honestly like this computer there's nothing unless it was something that I was re- researching for the show I'm confident there's nothing on here I'm very careful uh, there's nothing on here that would be embarrassing but as I am plugging in my computer and then doing my searching and you can you know I have the Google page where it shows all the like past seven sites you were on and all this stuff man I better be careful with the, what I just saw an Asian model and pull- Auto, the next your time autocomplete. I'm, yeah, and my <laughs> autocomplete. Wow, that was dirty. Well, in the interest so, okay. of not further exploiting these women, maybe we could just do truck nuts. Oh, okay, geez. yeah, you just want to skip right to that. Too bad truck I had nuts. the... Um, can we still... Because I, I had found this. We can still use Can I nuts. use that for truck nuts? Now, well, too? here's the thing. Because I am actually do this for a living and Libby didn't. <laughs> So I, I hesitate to do the truck nuts in this regard. What, what is everybody's the, got an excuse? What is the um, the fascinating part about it to you? Is it the you're trying to sell? You're just trying the, to move some truck nuts. The pit, <laughs> is it the pitch process that's different than the, the like doing a, a crafted commercial, like trying to keep it natural? Is that the? the I, part I'm that, just fascinated by this whole process. Like honestly, just in doing this, you talking about your thought process when you go through it, mm-hmm. hearing you, a prof- I've heard you do so the way this, thousands of live reads, and I just think it'll make me laugh if I hear you do <laughs> one for truck nuts. That's what I'm in it for. I mean, I could goof on it for a second if you want. You're so embarrassed. I've never seen you embarrassed before. Well, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and I haven't had anything to drink. Jeeves <laughs> has a Bud Light. I got a Bud Light. <laughs> Andrew has Do you a want? Bud Light. I have some of your chocolate whiskey in the now, other room. I'll, Do you want some? If you want me to make a complete idiot out of myself <laughs> I about do. truck nuts. Okay, so hold on. I'm going to start the music. All right. And then the air horn. Yes, the air <laughs> and horn. you go, okay? All right, here we go. Hi there, buddy. Your truck look all stupid with no nuts hanging <laughs> off the back. If you want to stand out amongst all the other trucks and you got that little sticker on the back where you're peeing on a Ford, take, <laughs> take it up a notch with truck nuts. They're only 27 bucks, 8 inches tall, and they'll be hanging in the back as you drive away from that Dodge. You hear me? <laughs> I want more. Watch back- out, Larry the Cable Guy. I want more backstory on this radio host you just invented. What is his show like? What does he talk about? 
He talks about trucks a lot. <laughs> he does. It's a truck show. Um, all right, that was really amazing. Thank that was you, great. Ron. Yeah, it, it, I know. I know we made you uh, jump through some hoops and, and be silly, but it it really is the reason it's so fascinating to us. I think. I mean, we this whole show is uh, in some in some ways really just us being fascinated by the idea of how you sell something to somebody. And well, let me tell you like a, a real life one that I find really interesting. So like I, you heard me today, I endorsed this company. Uh, it's a weight loss company. Yeah. And so I actually went in so, and this was in the embarrassing part of uh, the account executive came to me and goes, Hey, would you want to endorse this weight loss company? And so at first you're kind of like, Oh, so like you're calling me fat. <laughs> like That's your first right. thing. It's like, am I really that fat? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, so I'm like, okay. So after that wave of indignance, like <laughs> anger rolls over, I was like, oh, hold on, let me think about this. Someone's going to pay me to lose weight, and I didn't have to pay for the program. And I was like, what's the downside to this? Yes, I'll do it. So I lost about over 50 pounds. Yeah, and I went. Yeah, you did lose about 50 pounds, and I saw you take it off, and it's you look amazing. And so the thing is, like, then I have a couple friends. Who then, who you know, I see regularly, and so one of them did the same thing. But they they come up to me at first and they're like, "Wow, you're really doing that," and it's like, yeah. "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm really doing it." And then, so to inspire someone to actually, like a buddy of mine just lost forty five pounds doing this, and he looks great and he feels great and he thanks me a lot. And I have another friend right now who's really obese, like he's over almost four hundred pounds. And I pulled him aside and I was like, "Hey, listen." you don't see, you know, 70 and 80 year olds with your body type. Like you got to do something. And, uh, you know, I will help you through this. Like call me every day. Like I care about you. Like, and it's, it's not about appearance. It's just about your health. And so he started, started it and he's down like 21 pounds already, which, you know, when you're a 400, it's not super dramatic, but he's on the program. Sure, yeah. He's yeah. doing it. And I'm going to encourage him to keep going. It's like, those are the type of companies where you get on the spot and you really have something to say. Yeah. It's like, Hey, I was unhappy. And like, I'm feel like I'm doing this. Like, this is how we do a regular yeah. spot. Yeah. Like, you want, you want was, to give it a plug? I mean, we, it won't, you won't get any more money for doing not, it. Yeah, but yeah. It's like, it's like, I don't know if we're going to move any. I, I was un, <laughs> unhappy. I was eating out of sadness. I was, you know, eating because that's the one thing in my life I could control. And I, just, it, I got out of control. Mm-hmm. And so to have someone help me to get that under control is valuable. And so to send people to that company, like it worked. So, like, I have no problem with doing a wholehearted endorsement of that. It's really surprising um, for me to hear you, who's been doing this for a while. I think you said 42 years. um, (laughs) Who's been doing this for so long that your initial reaction, seriously, at this point in your career would be like, what, I have a weight issue? Also, because I'm just a huge listener of both Cairo and 710 ESPN. Sure. Those two stations are in the same building. They're the same company. And... Everybody, like literally every host I can think of was, do- well, not every host. That's not true. Not they, every they host probably was doing it, but like a whole bunch. Yeah. yeah. And so it didn't, and people, I I never, we're not talking about commercials anymore. I never looked at you and thought, oh, Ron is overweight. I've never thought that. Like, I don't, maybe I don't look at people that way or whatever. It didn't sure. strike me. Or Mike Salk is on this. Like, I ne- Mike Salk, I would never in a million years, if I were to, yeah, de- I don't think have to Mike, describe right. either one of you to the police, I was, I was, I'd be <laughs> like, oh, the, well, they're both portly. Like, that I was would never come 70 up. pounds heavier than I am right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, you look great now. And yeah. I noticed that you look skinny now. But I would have never thought that you needed to lose weight before, if that makes right. sense. Right. No, I appreciate yeah. that. I think I carry it in a way that didn't wasn't 
huge, but still for me, anyway, I'm just saying when you're crafting a commercial like that, uh, and they say part of the deal is we're going to pay you, but part of the deal is you have to actually do it. Mm -hmm. I actually, I like that. Did you did you update listeners on your progress as you were going through the process? Yeah, so the first buy, you know, they buy for a specific schedule was just about the process. Hey, I lost four pounds this week, and here's what mm, you're doing. You're going through that. That's great. You and then an once arc. you get to the end and you transfer to maintenance, like you would just do the spots. And that's a company that just lets you go with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, same with the mattress company. They're just like, hey, man, just say the name of the sale and do whatever you want. Well, that is one thing that I really couldn't believe. So I had the company, I'm just going to spill the beans totally here. The um, mattress company is called Mattress Firm now. Mm-hmm. Before that, they were called Sleep Train. Before, Before that, they were that, called Sleep Country. They were called Sleep Country. And so I was here in Seattle when it was Sleep Country. That made sense to me. It's a country where everybody slumbers. Sure, you <laughs> sounds, sell. It sounds nice, sounds doesn't nice. it? Yeah, yeah, no, it sounds great. I, you know, um, a little boring. And then we moved to LA for a couple of years and then I come back and I start listening to everybody, you know, all my buddies there in Cairo again and everybody's talking about sleep train and then at the end there would be this <laughs> this train horn <laughs> and like either the pre-recorder wake up it's the sleep train <laughs> yeah, everybody go to sleep the sleep train's here <laughs> and I was filling in with you and I basically said that joke to you off air. And I was like, that is a horrible name. Like, who wants to be on a sleep train? And then I think it was the next break. You crack open your mic live on the radio. And you're like, you know, I just want to tell you about our friends over at Sleep Train. Andrew doesn't think that's a good name for the company. <laughs> what did you say? You think a train would wake him up or whatever? And I'm just sitting there. Like, I'm fumbling for my mic button. And I'm just like, no, I think they're a great sponsor of the show. Like, I couldn't believe that you were that transparent. I guess that's where right. you get to a, a level of trust with a company that you've been sure. working with forever that you can just kind of like. But the, the key to these local endorsement ads is if your audience doesn't have a relationship you during the main segments of the show none of it works yeah right like they have to i think the kids are calling it keeping it real or being extra <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what but, i said and what yeah they said. nailed it <laughs> so if, if you don't have that then they're not going to buy anything right that you try to sell but if you do have that like if they listen to you every day and go he he you know, says things that are uncomfortable sometimes and tries to be right. honest and like really, you know, admits when he's wrong and also cracks jokes and all stuff. Then, then they come alive. Remember you were, I was at home listening to you talking about this and I think they were talking about the mattress wars. They're like, the mattress wars are on. And I just texted you. I was just like, that's not funny. I lost my uncle to the mattress wars. Yeah, I used that joke. You told me months later that that become part of your rapport in the, in the ads as well. So my point is I get some of that money, I guess. I get it, yeah. You get the, your residual. <laughs> All right. Do you guys want to check in with the ad council? Let's do it. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind the Ad Council who, who is, is what that? we call our... Um, who sings that song? Uh, Harry Nielsen. Oh, nice. I almost said Harry Chapin, but I'm pretty sure it's Harry Nielsen. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, the Ad Council is what we call our listeners. Uh, I, hopefully that was self-evident. And they uh, send us emails, they send us voicemails, and they leave us a lot of messages on the social medias. What do we got today, yeah, We're babes? up over two, over 700 members of our Facebook group. Uh, thank you to everyone who has joined. Uh, it's such a vibrant and interesting and fun community, and people... Uh, really discuss things uh, in in depth and with nuance, and it's it's a great community. And I'm I'm honored. We, I'm honored that we were able to kick it off. Will you join it, Ron? 
Uh, on the Facebooks? Yeah. Yes. Sure. Great. Thank you. Um, this first one is from listener Vanessa. And this do you was... guys still do the initiation process? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I don't... I'm, there are I'm two queasy. questions that you have to answer to prove that you're not a robot. I'm queasy when that stuff happens. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Andrew sometimes takes me in a dark room <laughs> when you're not around. Okay, so what did Vanessa say? <laughs> uh, this first uh, piece of feedback is from listener Vanessa, and she posted this actually to the Facebook group. And this is an ad that I have seen before. It's something that you obviously, when you hear it, uh, you will never see it on television. And I will warn everybody, although I think we've already cursed a few times on this episode, so sorry. But there's definitely a lot of cursing in this one. This is for something called the Thug Kitchen Cookbook. So this is a parody ad or this is a real... Just Both. online commercial it's for something they're trying to sell. It's an online commercial for something that they're trying to sell, which is this cookbook. Um, it's called the Thug Kitchen Cookbook, colon, Eat Like You Give a Fuck. Um, so it's a real cookbook, uh, but it's framed in this sort of like gangster language. Um, and I'll get into a little bit after we play it, uh, why why it might be a little problematic. But the ad itself is presented pretty much like you would see like an ad for a high blood pressure medication. It's a lot of uh, middle class people doing things like watering their yard or putting dinner in front of their kids. And they're calmly and and sweetly describing this book, but with a lot of profanity. So why don't you give it a play? Okay, can you and, see it? Can you see yeah, it from there? Okay. At my age, I should know better. I try and do the best I can to manage things like my high cholesterol, but nothing ever seemed to work. So I went to see my doctor, and he told me I might be suffering from a condition that affects lots of people today. Not giving a fuck about what I eat. That's when I found out about the Thug Kitchen Cookbook. It's full of delicious plant-based recipes that really inspired me to get my shit together. Start eating some real fucking food. And now, I'm feeling better than ever. Who are you? I remember a time when I thought my kids got enough nutrition from that prepackaged bullshit I'd buy at the store. <laughs> I was such a lazy fucking asshole. Now that I've got the Thug Kitchen Cookbook, I don't play that shit anymore. I love to cook good food, but who has the fucking time to hunt down a dozen exotic ingredients just to eat better? Can I just stop this and give some initial reactions right here? Sure. I actually thought it started very funny because it was downplayed, but this is already suffering from that thing where, oh, the joke is we swear a lot. Now people are just swearing like they... It's way like too they, long. Like they've never swear swore before. Yeah, I think th- I think there, like there are a number of reasons to. Uh, they're losing the joke. Examples the, yeah. of it. Yeah, it's just like it, now we're, it was funny when it was slightly more subtle. So anyway, back to the grandma. Not at my age. Thug Kitchen helps me cut through the bullshit with language that I can understand. If you or someone you love suffers from chronic drive-through dinners, meat sweats, gut rot, sugar shakes, or just want to get your shit together. See if the Thug Kitchen cookbook is right for you. Thug Kitchen is not for everyone, including people who might be offended by words like ass, shit, fuck, or uh, motherfucker. So, so I guess the the joke isn't just for the commercial. I'm sure this book is intolerable. It's just like a bunch of them swearing and thinking them swearing is funny, but by page two, it's just yes. this. So clearly this doesn't appeal to you just yeah. right off the bat. Well, I've seen this before. I think it's... Uh, you know, you you can see why it would uh, be an attention getter. Certainly, yeah, I thought it was funny at first, and I and I think you know the. 
basic premise of you can eat better and it doesn't it doesn't have to be about finding some difficult to find ingredient and like having a little fun with that concept isn't an intrinsically bad idea. Um, but I think this was I wanted to share this and I wanted to share some of the discussion that was happening on Facebook around it because I think it is it is a discussion worth having. Listener Tierra uh, uh, commented under that share. Um, and, and this is, you know, no shade at Vanessa. I think it's just worth, it's an interesting discussion topic to discuss. Uh, Tiara shared an article from CNN.com, which talked about the ways in which this uh, marketing campaign uh, is a form, can be, can be viewed as a form of modern blackface. Uh, you may not be surprised to discover that the people behind this Thug Kitchen cookbook uh, are white people. But they really, uh, especially in the book itself, and then they, they, they run like a, th- a thug kitchen, which I guess, I don't know if it's like an actual restaurant. It might just be like a YouTube channel or something. But they do some, they have like a cooking, you know, brand. Uh, they have really kind of adopted, or you might say co-opted, some of like the language of, you know, young black men, or like the words, the language that we associate with young black men and like the word thug itself can be like very problematic. Thug. You only hear it about two things, uh, young two things, two types of people, young black men or Russians. <laughs> right. Well, the thing is, is when in the, in the conception of the product, it doesn't make any sense. That's what like I'm feeling. That's said, how I'm feeling right if now. If you took five seconds to go to a focus group and you said, when I say thug kitchen, what do you think of? Nobody thinks of healthy whole foods. Like you wouldn't like they're holding, you know, freshly made corn and salads. And it's like if I say thug kitchen to anyone, a thousand people out of a thousand, I bet you zero of them say, oh, that would be about well, healthy whole foods. Well, if you told I mean, what so I, you think want to, it, I don't know, I haven't looked at this cookbook, but my assumption is that this is just like a healthy eating cookbook. But they're trying to appeal to like hipsters who think that they're just kind of like ironic or post ironic. So. But your I was expecting the something. well. I was expecting the book to be like to actually borrow language of I don't know hip hop and stuff like that. But the commercial doesn't reflect that at all. You know what I mean? I was kind of expecting this commercial, the Thug Kitchen. I was assuming Everything that it was going to be. Everything about this campaign is off. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think the ad that we just listened to is actually less problematic than the overall brand that Thug Kitchen yeah. has. Uh, this is an example. This is from the CNN article that Tara shared. Um, these are the kinds of captions that accompany the visuals on their website. Things like, um, nobody needs mayo in their life. Calm your bitch ass down like a boss. Don't fuck around with some sorry ass $10 takeout. Yeah, that's... Um, that's, It's clearly geared towards like a black vernacular. And I'm doing heavy air quotes there. Um, And it's, again, it's it's white people. And I, I think it's very, it's a very fair critique to say that this is a form of modern blackface. And that, yeah, like, using that language for comic effect um, is, uh, is a dangerous place to play. Uh, and the only way it would work is if there was something in the cultural zeitgeist around the concept of Thug Kitchen that equaled what they're, pro- they're trying to sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, if you were parodying a real thing and trying to be, like, a tough love version of, of Eat Right... I still think they go too far, but they're trying to invent a thing that's not a thing. Yeah, like, they're trying to connect two thing. disparate ideas. I feel. Yeah, like. I agree, and I think you know it, it is. It's a branding exercise for them because making a food, a cookbook of healthy foods, is not revolutionary. It's yeah, not that right. innovative. But Which it's, I understand. It's yeah, a they're, they're going for a, a shock, a shocking branding tactic. tactic. Uh, they're trying to appeal to in, in middle the, class white people with getting them to laugh at and adopt. And I mean, we're I'm guilty of this too. Like. 
there is there is slang that I will use sometimes that is not really my it's it's it, it is a it is probably a little bit of dress up for me and I you know I use the, the sad part about this to me, because I've lived in New Orleans, I've lived in Dallas in the South, is if this was an entrepreneur that was black, that was speaking to the black audience yes. and trying to say, yeah, hey, sure. no, cut out the f- fried foods, like cut out uh, the heavy sauces. Let's, you know, I'm going to come at you with, I don't know if it would be thug, but I'm going to come at you with a street vernacular to say there's more to eat than just this stuff. That actually, I think, would be appealing. I think you could find an audience with that message, but it has to be from the community for the community. And this is just appropriating somebody else's language in a really hackneyed way. Like, it's not even skillfully done. Slang, I kind of have a bit of an issue with these because I know, and again, now just kind of leaving this behind. I Actually, I want to make one quick point before I move on because I think I'm going to transition out of this. But uh, Vanessa, I'm glad that you posted this. I, you know, we tend to... N- like I had never seen this. I didn't know this. This was all kind of fresh reaction. Vives, you had mentioned, um, you know, don't be offended, Vanessa. I hope nobody ever feels offended. If they put, we can all like like different things and dislike or whatever, like whatever. Like I've changed my mind on the show a million times too. So whoever posted that, listener Vanessa, like don't be upset that we're exploring this angle of it. But having said all of that, um, just going back to and slang everybody was in super general, respectful on the yeah, on the Facebook I'm sure. Page, like we're say. not like a. a, a a, a, fl- a commercial radio show. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I um, uh, was going to say, oh, slang. That is, it's funny how slang can come from a, any kind of a subculture, right? And sometimes that subculture might be a community that is uh, ostracized, underserved, like whatever you want, whatever word you want to use. Neither one of those is the one I'm thinking of. I just can't get there. Here's what I'm saying. But at what point at what point can we just say, yeah, but it's part of the general lexicon now? I'm moving it, it away it, from this because I'm thinking of a specific example because this is bullshit. But there's one specifically that I read about that, has, that really made me think well, I, because I it's shade. People I, were saying there's shade. some there's somebody wrote this whole thing that's just like, hey – straight white people stop saying shade this is something that came from a very specific community i think it was the black gay community mm-hmm. is that sound right to well, you I saw, or maybe just i the didn't gay i didn't community. know what the I'm origin sure. of shade was but somebody was just like you guys can't use that and i'm kind of like well at this point like i don't think anybody's using it disrespectfully i just literally another just, one where yeah. they went back to the guys that uh, invented yas and yas queen oh yeah right that's also, a good one too uh, yeah it was a part of the gay Subculture in New York City. Sure, and, yeah. It was the group that invented that uh, voguing, yeah, the yeah, dancing, yeah. and so they all had this thing in the club, and that was the language they used. And then Madonna came in and helped, and so sort of started to, you know, this got out of the club, and now you'll see it on, you know, all the social media, Yas Queen, all the time. And they just asked us like, "What's it like when your private joke basically gets?" Yeah co-opted by the community and he's like it sort of sucked at first yeah like that I was that was that. our yeah, thing yeah. and it had a very specific meaning in a time and a place and now all of that meaning is stripped away and you have a you know a 16 year old in mm-hmm. capistrano beach saying it about their surfboard or whatever yeah it had right nothing to do with anything yeah but you're right it escapes and people yeah and it's it. kind of funny because i would never use yes queen that would not be something that feels natural coming out of my mouth like extra um but um but like throwing shade it's like that to me is a word that we kind of needed to 
specify, oh, this person, I don't even know what the definition is. It's like a perfect word, I feel like. It, that it, we encapsulates, kind of a, it encapsulates a useful concept uh, that I think we, we use all the time. I mean, I think dragging is another one that like has entered the lexicon. And I don't know what, what the... What is that? When you like um, publicly excoriate somebody for something. Oh, really? Like, like, I've never it, heard like, that. You know, somebody does something effed up on Twitter, and so they get dragged. Oh, I didn't know that. It's 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 irresistible though. Like when we did radio in New Orleans, our sports guy, uh, his name is Big Abe, and he is black, and so he would have these phrases, and they were so great. Like when he he was really mad one time, and he goes, "Man, I'm 38, hot." And we're like, what does that mean? He's like, oh, it's like when you shoot a 38 off, the barrel gets really hot. <laughs> because the only thing worse than 38 hot is 45 hot. <laughs> and, and so it's like, how do you not then I, I, say I, I, that? It's so genius poetry, right? that yeah. uh, he would have all of these phrases that came from the black community in New Orleans. And, and Don and I, my radio partner, would totally glob on him because they were just... Really and then you probably, but you probably sound colorful. like a fool doing it. No offense, of but now it does make Absolutely. me think. Like, I need to just go back. I need to, you know what I need to do? I need to only talk like a forty-year-old man, circa nineteen sixty-two. I'm going to try to make that my new from New Hampshire, <laughs> and I'm going to adopt that accent as well. No, I because it, it does make me a little bit like, oh God, do people, are people like well, look at that guy? He thinks he's he he's this forty-year-old. Just like middle-aged, middle-class, balding guy, and he's using this no, language as if he's say a kiddo. Tongue in cheek. You're mm, not not like, shade, but like extra, like you. Well, that is because I'm still just trying to understand that, right? So it's, <laughs> I think when you do it in a self-deprecating way, where you're acknowledging to the audience that you know that you're on mm-hmm. the outside looking in, that that's funny. These people are not doing that. These people, the thug thug cookbook people. people. I I think there's a place to say, I'm the unhip middle-aged white guy trying to use a hip term. Yeah. And I'm using it probably uh, not correctly. And But I realize that and I'm making fun of myself. I think that there's a place for that. I think intent matters, one. Yeah, that's true. And I also think that we all need to find what's comfortable for us. I think it's never a bad idea to examine your motives or your, yeah. or how you're coming across. And then finally, I think someone may get mad at you for something that you do, and it's just up to you to decide, can I live with someone being upset that as a middle-age, middle-class, straight white person, I'm using the term shade? And if I can live with that, and I don't feel like I am disrespecting anybody by using it, then... Some will just have to be mad. Right. Well, th- there's two things going on here. There's the, I, like, I would say shade has entered the lexicon, and I am glad that somebody has created a word that just is, a, I think, like an irreplaceable word. But things like, this doesn't even have to necessarily have to do with subcultures, but just like redonkulous. Like, <laughs> I heard that one time. I thought it was funny. This is, you know, five years ago, but I certainly wasn't on the bleeding edge of re- saying redonkulous. I heard it once on probably Parks and Recreation. I thought it was funny, and I started saying it all the time. And now I'm just like embarrassed about that because it's just like, yeah, how many people went around saying redonkulous thinking they were funnier than they were, you know? Anyway, so let's, let's talk. Do you want to talk about this next uh, note from a listener? Yeah, this next one's from listener Connie. Um, we talked in our last episode about commercials that we don't like for products that we do like. And one of the ones that came to to a listener's mind was a new commercial for Mazda. Mazda's actually had, I think, a pretty good run with their Zoom Zoom campaign. Zoom Zoom. Um, but they tried 
to go in the direction of kind of like those Chevy focus groups at group ads where they had a bunch of people drive anonymized cars and then like they ripped off the, they showed them the logo and like, Oh my gosh, it's a Mazda. I thought it was a Lexus, blah, blah, blah. Uh. So we don't like those. We don't think the Chevy ones are good. um, And we didn't like the Mazda take on it, but I like, like our listener, you know, Mazda, uh, I think it's a pretty good car. This is from listener Connie. He writes, when someone talks about a classic Mazda commercial, this is where my brain goes. There must have been more than one, but this is the one that keeps popping up in searches. So mm-hmm. I just want you to okay. play this. And I'm going to tell you what you're seeing because um, the, the music's great and the lyrics are great. But it's, uh, it's like from 1973. It's classic 70s, uh, you know, sort of colors and clothing and looks. You've got a couple in the car, a kind of a, a sort of dopey looking guy, and then a kind of hot and sexy blonde in the passenger seat and they're driving somewhere in his little adorable Mazda station wagon for a picnic and then I'll tell you what happens at the end I bought a new Mazda and we went for a ride just me and my sweetie sitting side by side it ran so quiet we thought by the hour that rotary engine gets you quiet now just an engine goes but the Mazda goes I thought she loved me, but don't you see? She loved my Mazda more than me. One day she drove off and left me behind, and all you could hear was that rotary engine whine. Piston engine goes, but the Mazda goes. <laughs> the, the piston engine goes boing, 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 and they show a... That sounded like the boner sound I was playing earlier. Yeah, so they show a kid on a pogo stick, but the whatever the rotary motor is that they are advertising there. At the very end, the guy gets out and he's trying to lay out their picnic and she gets in his Mazda and drives away. The whole time she was just after the after Sort the of Mazda. comes a full circle to your barista crush. You have a flirty woman yes. stealing a car, a flirty woman stealing your free <laughs> What's ticket. What's that barista after? That's what, I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. It's the same message. Flirty over the the woman was disproportionately attractive for the guy they cast mm-hmm. as the driver. Yeah, uh, and she took advantage of him by stealing his car. What I like about the Alaska one though is they're casting me as the unattractive <laughs> guy. You never see another unattractive guy. She's talking directly to you, and you're just like, yeah, right. no, I know this isn't happening. All right, well, one I, more I enjoyed here. that Connie. Yeah, Thank thanks, you. Connie. All right, last one. Uh, in also in the last episode, uh, I I jokingly said that no one ever sends me gifts. Um, and, and I, and I, and then I clarified that I don't want or need anyone to send me gifts, but, uh, listener Michael did have an idea and I would like to just throw it out there for any other listeners. Uh, Genevieve, funny you mentioned your lack of gifts. I'm pretty sure I remember hearing Andrew say that you're somewhat of a birder. True story. I am. I'm a, I love birds and I'm fascinated by them. And the older I get, the more of a bird nerd I become. Uh, Michael continues, for the last few weeks, I've had a family of swallows right outside my front door. The mom and dad made a nest, and over the last few days, the baby birds have started to learn how to fly. I was really hoping to try to make a video and send it to you, but so far it's proven to be difficult, Uh, you know, bad lighting, uh, difficult timing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I will just put this out there. Don't send me any physical gifts, but if you have any great bird footage or photographs, just send them to me. I was. Someone asked me the other day what a group of eagles is called. Oh, is it a, co- a convention? It's a a convocation. A pilot. I'm just saying words that sound right. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, see, we had this category in trivia. Oh, and I and I know and, I, and we I, didn't, we didn't I did not cover well. myself in glory. Convocation. 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 What is a convocation outside of that context, though? It's a group of eagles. 
Well, convocation at a university is like the start of the school year. Oh, this is the start of the school year, right. Um, for listener Michael, I did want to just play. So uh, because Genevieve is so into the birds these days, mm-hmm. um, she had me download the, uh, what is it, the Merlin app, which yeah. is out of Cornell University. Yep, Cornell um, Bird Lab. It's an, it's an app that has every single bird of in North America on here. You can get different their- packs, but I, what I had you download was the Pacific Northwest pack. And this is a swa- This is a barn swallow. I um. So I, play this for the birds, Michael. I thought when I was in uh, I was in Grand Teton National Park last week, and we went to these this place called Mormon Row, which is all these like houses from pioneer days that they've preserved. And they had all these, I don't know if they're barn swallows or mud swallows, but they're some kind of swallow that had built these mud homes, like mud balls against the end of the rafters of this these houses I can picture with little it, I holes think. and just hundreds of them in and out, in oh, and wow. out That's of like these, these mud houses. It was really amazing to see. All right, Ron, we got to wrap this up. Welcome do have, to Bird Talk. Do you, do you have any bird stories you want to share before we get out of here? I had a bird uh, build a nest right outside our door one time of our in our in under our carport, and that was fun to Did watch. Did they dive bomb you? Uh, no, but that bird would knock it up, man. I had to turn on a leaf blower, and oh. like it just stayed there and... Did it's like before I knew it was there, and then once I knew it was there, there's no more leaf blowing, but oh, stayed okay. there the whole time. And the birds uh, eventually flew away, it was great. Oh, what kind of bird touch? was it? Uh, it was black. Oh, <laughs> okay. and it was in New Orleans. I don't know what kind of bird that is. All right, guys, let's get that. That was a wonderful story. <laughs> you can sell anything, you can sell anything. Ron Dang Upshaw, thank you so much for doing this with us. Yeah, that really, fun. thank you. That was tons of fun. Do you have yeah. anything that, I mean, usually we let people promote things. You are host of the Ron uh, and Don Show on I Cairo Radio. Usually people uh, like to flame me, or what do they do on the, they drag me. Yes, <laughs> yes. So feel free to drag me on the internet. That usually seems to be the reaction. What's your uh, What's your Twitter handle? Uh, Twitter, I'm at FM Ron. FM, like frequency modulation Correct. Ron. Okay. FM Ron, yeah. Okay, cool. You can find me there. All right, well, thanks again, man, and I will thank be you. talking to you tomorrow. That's right. On the Ron and Don show. Yes. From three to seven. Where we can't use the curses. <laughs> and we're going to give them all four. All right. Uh, that's it for us. And uh, Vives, I guess the Be uh, sure email. to check us out on the Facebook group, as always. Um, you can email us at after these messages show at Gmail. Or you can call us at 607-444-5597. That sounds like you'd be so extra if you did that, though. You Wake up, it's the sleep train! (laughs) Everybody, go to sleep, the sleep train's here!